Welcome to Paradox Walk Podcast, specializing in glitch in the matrix type stories, UFOs, cryptids, anything completely out of the ordinary, even dream realities, anything unexplainable. Today's episode is episode 6, and today's subject will be mostly glitches. So today's stories will go from the gamut of the unexplainable to a lady that actually thought that her cat answered her in her son's voice. She kind of makes me remember a couple episodes back, a lady that thought her dog was saying words to her when he was trying to get outside. There's been a lot of these just unexplainable things with pets too. Some people think cats can go through walls if they want to or see in the next realm. There's a some kind of lore that a cat can fight off something that's uh, coming into somebody's room at night when they're sleeping. If some, if like a spirit or ghost is trying to do something bad to you, like oftentimes if a cat is in the room with you or sleep or sleeping in the bed that it uh, that it can fight these things off or something like that kind of goes back to that uh stephen king movie cat's eye the cat was like protecting the kid from the gremlin or elf evil elf type creature so maybe there's some kind of real life things to that so the first story today here is really really bonkers this first appeared in a uh, a newspaper article and the story happened in florida in the 20s so uh, we like to think that like the ufo thing and all that weird stuff just started happening in the 40s but this is 1924 this is the story a little girl had an encounter with a group of aggressive robotic now get this plant-like ufo knots allegedly caused the destruction of a school science building in florida This lady started off by not saying anything about it. This was obviously the 20s. She she didn't even want to say anything about it. But after time went on, she became a she she started running a beauty salon in her in her town. Her name was Evelyn Went. That's hard to pronounce, but it's W E N D T. So, at some point in the 70s, she actually called up a, a West Palm Beach newspaper called the Weekday. So this first, this story first appeared in the weekday newspaper. So she called up and asked to talk to a reporter. So after receiving a call, the the newsman met the hairstylist and started writing down her story. Soon after, the article was published with the opening line, like the headline said, Mrs. Evelyn Wend, Wend has carried a secret for the past 50 years. In 1924, she saw and talked to people from a UFO. So I'm going to kind of skip around here and just get right to her stories. She was she was playing on the lawn of her St. Joseph School in Pasco County, Florida. And again, it's 1924. She said that she suddenly noticed a glowing egg-shaped object resting on the ground nearby. The strange thing was that it was so bright that she felt compelled to shield her eyes, but she also believed that the object's luminosity was so intense that she thought that it was maybe going to render her unconscious. Unconscious. So she thought the brightness of this thing could have knocked her out. I don't know how how you would think that, but that's what she was thinking of it. The egg abruptly dimmed, and uh, she said that it revealed itself like its like true form or whatever as leaden. Like I guess she means like lead, but pockmarked. I don't know how to describe that except like if if it was like metallic, like it had a lot of dents. And it was a saucer-like object. And then as she watched, a hatch opened up on the side of it and out poured its odd occupants. And this is her words. Quote, little people emerged. I think they were robots. I tried to count them, but they changed about so. 
They were smaller than I was and resembled animated flowers with faces where the bud would be. Remember, I was just a bitty thing then, and kids don't fear flowers. End quote. Maybe what she means by that, like if I was there, I would be like, do you think they were trying to turn into something on purpose for you not to be afraid of it? That's what it sounds like to me, because, I mean, I can't imagine, like, these things really looking like that, right? So, according to her, these robo-flowers were carrying what she assumed to be some kind of weapon, and they were trying to aim it towards the school science building. And then, since these little creatures were so small, what she did is she offered to assist them. So, she wanted to help them carry their big weapon. She she guessed it was some kind of, like, energy weapon. And she was like, she offered to help because they were having a hard time like carrying it around. So she went to pick the thing up and she said that it was so heavy that she couldn't even pick it up either. She couldn't even budge it. She couldn't even shift it from side to side. So according to her, this is again her quote, quote, I wanted to help them. They were so small. I was going to assist, but the creatures, they let me try, but I couldn't even budge the machine. And then it was at this point where she claims that these mechanical marvels began to communicate with her using telepathy. They told her that the experiments that were being conducted in that science building is what they found disturbing. And they went on to explain that if the work continued, like inside that science building, they would destroy the place. When the reporter asked Went if she knew what that work might be, she could only shake her head in the negative. For reasons that can only be speculated on, the robo-flowers, that's what people are calling these things, evidently decided that this was not the right time to destroy the science facility, and they began to retreat into their egg-like craft with the weapon in tow. One of the entities invited went to come with them. Although she was intrigued by the prospect of seeing inside of this extraterrestrial vehicle, the child ultimately declined. Nevertheless, the entity swore that they would return, and according to her, they promised to come back for me in 35 years. But that was up a long, long time ago, and nothing happened that I know of. That was another quote. She just watched them in wonder as they uh, boarded their craft. And moments after the hatch was sealed behind them, she watched as the vessel ascended. In her own words, quote, All I can remember now is that the saucer was leaden-looking, it was very pockmarked, and then when it started up, its molecules expanded, and it turned silvery bright. The UFO then went straight up, hovered a minute, and then disappeared from sight. So they, I guess later on after this newspaper article came out, some people tried to like hypnotize her to, to get more information and maybe if she was abducted and she didn't remember, but there, no one was able to put her into the trance blank mind state. You know, I guess that doesn't work on everybody. Like some people just have a real active mind, you know, um, I can't imagine somebody hypnotizing me either. Another interesting footnote to this account regards the fact that, according to Went, sometime after meeting these plant-like robots, the science building actually did end up being left in what she called shambles. Maybe they did come back and uh, destroy the place. But So people started trying to figure out what was going on in that school science building. Like, was it a undercover weapons lab? Was it some kind of, uh, were they hiding something bad in there? But we can only guess. Pretty interesting story, though. I'm I'm about 95% sure that these uh these little guys ended up looking like flowers just so the kid wouldn't be freaked out. I I have a feeling. Pretty wild story, huh? That one's that one was uh that one was nuts. Next story here is going to be glitches. Um, so the first one I found here, 
think this was just a, a Reddit uh, post here. I was walking through the park where most people in my neighborhood walk their dogs. I usually know who is who, and everybody is. And then there's this new lady there, and usually the group of people say hi to each other. Everybody spoke to her like she was just a regular, and I was a bit confused as I've never seen or met her before. When her and I spoke, she gave me this weird look after I told her that she looked like the actress Sarah Michelle Gellar. Everybody looked at me funny and asked who that was, and I said, oh, the actress from the 90s, and I listed off uh, movies that she was in. Nobody knew these movies, or seemed to even know who she was, and I found it weird because I'm pretty sure that they did know and watch these movies, and they weren't a really, really young group of people, they were more, more or less my age. So then I tried to Google Sarah Michelle Gellar, and what's weird was that there was literally no trace of her, and it was the same for all of her movies and everything she had starred in when she was younger. And then later on, the Sarah Michelle Gellar lookalike seemingly just disappeared, and everybody that had met her and that was talking to her that day had zero memory of that Sarah Michelle Gellar lookalike ever being in our area or in our neighborhood. And I guess that's not a coincidence that Right after that happened, the original Sarah Michelle Gellar was back to being in our universe. An hour later, after doing some Google searches and even speaking to some of the people who claimed they didn't remember her, all of a sudden they remembered her. And I've been seeing some posts about how the year 2021 has started something. So there's people that can tell you the complete plot line of the movie from the 90s called uh, Shazam with Sinbad. I have my own personal story about that. I worked at a video store. Maybe in a future podcast I'm going to get into that. But I did work at a video store and not only do I have an anchor memory of it, but I thought it was the weirdest thing in the world that somebody wasn't getting sued over a box having Kazam with a genie coming out of it, you know, in one aisle. And then like on the new release wall, because uh, Sinbad was more like a famous like hot comedian back then, you know, he was really popular that his was on like the main wall you know like at the video stores when you'd walk in they'd have like the dvds on the wall and his was on the wall and i remember just that to me it was weird back then i was like why aren't why why would they do the same basically the same looking type of thing like how could they i've never seen the movie but after i thought it was just ridiculous that somebody said that that movie didn't exist i'm like not only that but not only did it exist like i held it in my hand i you know, gave it to customers and stuff, but that, that's a whole, I could do like a whole episode on that, because it's not just this one thing, there's a lot of weird glitches with that, so I totally believe this, this happened. Next one's called, That Is Not My Neighbor. I have thought for the last two years that this event was a Mandela effect, but after finding this sub, I'm starting to think maybe it was a glitch. Anybody else have something so blatant happen? I'm hesitant to tell this story. No one believes it. Even my husband who saw the whole thing. But here we go. My neighbor's directly across the street from me. They're married and expecting a baby. The wife is a tiny blonde woman, very Caucasian, very tiny build. We are We have to see each other daily and yell salutations across the street. She goes into labor and they leave for the hospital. A week later, I see the car has returned, so I bake some cookies to take over and congratulate them. Another day or two goes by and I see a thick brunette lady outside with a baby. And I wave, assuming it's a relative, a relative that's come to help with the newborn. A few more days pass and I see the husband outside with the brunette lady and the baby, so I take the cookies over. It's her. It's the wife. Same name, same personality, and same demeanor, except now she's a thick, kind of tall brunette. Pacific Islander. The husband doesn't acknowledge any difference. She talks to me and treats me the same way she always has. 
but it's a totally different person. My husband noticed as well, and we made some jokes about him wife-swapping at the hospital, Since, but since he can't wrap his brain around it, he starts to believe that she's always been this person, even though he clearly remembers her teeny and blunt. I feel like everyone has lost their minds. It's been almost two years since that shift, and she's still a thick, tall brunette, and, I, and then I feel like maybe I've lost my mind. My only consolation is that my husband remembers it too, if only vaguely. Weird, right? It reminded me of this. I'm going to look for this other story that somebody uh, talked about. This The story was written from the perspective of somebody that worked in an optometrist office. And a kid came in that they were like a regular family coming in. And it was like this little like nine to 10 year old little little boy. One day the family walks in. And they bring like a, she described him as like, like a, like a seven foot tall, almost like black guy in the place of the kid. And so she, she thought it was a joke. So she started like playing around, like, cause this was a Caucasian family. Um, and they, they tried to like sign him in to be seen with the other kid's name. And she, she just kind of like, cause she kind of knew the customers. So she thought she could go along with the joke. So she was like, yeah, okay. Um. Uh, that's really funny where's where's he really at the the mom like looks at her like with this kind of look like like i'm not joking like we're checking him in to see the eye doctor we have an appointment you know like we're not goofing around and she just kind of like went into twilight zone mode and just started checking him in and and then she thought well when the doctor comes you know he's gonna he's gonna ask for the you know regular kid but the doctor didn't the doctor walks out and like takes this guy in the back and uh, has the checkup. So the weird thing is, so this employee understands that the condition that the kid had, his eye condition was a, like one in a million people have this eye condition. And she's like, there's no way you could get two people to like play this joke or trick or whatever. And they both come out with the same eye condition. When the doctor comes out acknowledging that, you know, we're still treating this like super rare one in a billion condition for this kid with this big, tall other guy in his place instead she didn't know what to think and she ended up posting it. i have to find that post and maybe i'll read it verbatim sometime my cat answered me in my son's voice is the name of this post this is the dumbest thing ever but hear me out i got out of the shower this morning opened my bathroom door and there's my cat sitting in the hall as usual I said, oh, hi, my baby. And he looks at me, opens his mouth, and I hear, hey, in my son's voice. I figured my kid was in the living room, and I thought I was talking to him. So I stuck my head around the corner, and there's no one there. Okay, weird, but maybe I somehow heard him from his room, even though it's at the end of the hall, and the door is shut. Makes more sense than my cat talking anyway. So I open his bedroom door, and he's sound asleep. It makes no sense, and it's dumb. No one will ever believe me, and I don't blame them. I can understand my cat making a, a noise that sounds like hey, but I can't wrap my head around it sounding exactly like my son. There's a lot of these weird pet stories and stuff. We can only wonder what's, what's going on with these things, or if it's some kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's, some, maybe it's more of like a consciousness thing, or um, the way the brain like interprets sound. I think there's more to, like, how we interpret sound and sight than there is actual sound and sight. I think it matters more, like, how the brain, like, runs this stuff through its calculations. Have you ever seen those, like, um, d demonstrations of what the eye 
actually sees and then then you see a picture of how the brain reorganizes it so maybe that same thing is happening with like sound and stuff too i don't know I, i'm not like an expert in that kind of thing i can only guess but i read so many of these weird stories and hear so many of these weird stories that eventually start to try to make sense of it appreciate everybody listening to the podcast today um, my patreon is patreon.com slash paradox walk the music is downbeat 88 the opening track is called the dark and the outro is called moment of peace downbeat 88 is on youtube and also spotify and some other listening platforms streaming platforms like that yeah i do the music uh, myself uh, that's what i used to do before 2020 so just started using my audio equipment and things that i know about to make these things and i don't know see how it goes it's it's been fun so far i'll probably do like 10 of these and then see how it goes from there but this is episode six paradox walk podcast and hope you all have a good day thanks for listening bye